0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Area 13. It's time to learn something else about electric bicycles. Once again, I'm Kyle Chaddock, the owner and the host of this podcast, all about every single thing I can possibly think of electric bikes. So if you have any interest in riding an electric bike, stay tuned. I want to talk about skills that you either should have or Skills that you can start working on right now. So, when I talk about skills, you might be thinking of things like riding a wheelie or, I don't know, doing a bunny hop, which is being able to jump on your bike. And those are fun, but not very practical. (laughs) You know, unless you're getting into some trail riding, and doing really technical stuff. Neither of those are actually useful. They might be good just to improve your balance, but I want to cover three specific skills that you can do, and you can do them on any electric bike. A wheelie, although maybe fun, uh, is actually really hard to do on most electric bikes. You'd have to be just really good at doing wheelies in general to do it on just about any electric bike. The weight's different, you've got batteries, there's just so many different factors and it really doesn't do anything for you on a daily basis. The three skills I wanna talk about are things that will help you be a better rider and not so you can go faster or anything like that, but so you can also be safer and you can have more fun. Maybe you can go on trails that you weren't comfortable riding, These are three things that are going to just make writing more fun, more safe, more comfortable, and I think they're going to make you more confident. So these are things that I practice when I am out writing every day. And if you do them when you're out writing, having fun, they'll just start to become more and more natural. And then in the moments where for some reason you really, really need them, (laughs) you you don't have to think about it. Uh, It's just going to happen. Number one, I want to talk about braking. Now, I've done podcast episodes on brakes, hydraulic brakes, mechanical brakes, disc brakes, brake pads, all sorts of things regarding the proper way to maintain brakes or brakes you could install on your bike. They're going to make your braking performance better. But in the end, none of those really matter if you don't actually know how to stop your bike. And the number one thing that I see people are afraid of, and I say number one, like there's some sort of statistic out there, because if the average bicycle comes into our shop and I look at the brake pads, there's gonna be a lot more wear On the rear brake than on the front. So that's how I come to this conclusion uh, is that a lot of people are afraid to use their front brake. Now, there's something interesting I feel like I should point out is that if you go look at something heavier than a bicycle that has two wheels, for example, a motorcycle, and if you see a motorcycle parked in a parking lot somewhere, just as you're walking by, look at it and you will see this the front brake rotor is bigger than the back and you might be thinking huh well, why is that and you will see this sometimes on mountain bikes as well uh you'll see a bigger front rotor than the rear rotor and the reason is you have better braking capability you can stop faster and of course there's factors of downhills uphills flat ground but let's just assume it's flat ground and you want to come to a nice, firm stop, you can brake much, much faster if you are using your front brake, and in fact, using a lot of it compared to your rear brake. So if you want to pull the brakes evenly, but have more performance in the front to get the best stopping experience, you're going to have a bigger rotor. Uh, now on e-bikes, I, we don't tend to see that. I think they usually just have kind of match sets, and that's totally fine. But the key thing is you need to be comfortable using that front brake. I see it on the pads all the time. You've got these rear pads that are worn way down and the fronts look like they've hardly been touched. It's very, very common. Uh, And I think there is this fear that if you use the front brake, you're going to go over the handlebars and you're going to crash. It's not really realistic, (laughs) especially with an electric bike, but I think that is the fear. So here's what you need to do. And You could do this on pavement, but I think it's better if you find a loose surface. So whether that's gravel, dirt, a little bit of a sandy something, but you could do it on pavement. But I think a a little bit of a loose surface is a good way to practice on. Uh, If you have a fear of falling, you know, maybe do this in like a grassy field where it was going to slip and slide a little bit when you use the front brake a lot but you have a soft surface to fall onto uh, if that's a concern. But you can start slow, you can work your way up to this. And what I want you to do is get up to a good riding speed and then come to a nice firm stop only using the front brake. And again, if you're scared, start off by just easing the braking pressure on. You're gonna feel if you have a front suspension fork, the front of the bike dive. So the fork is going to compress and that's okay. That's perfectly normal uh, because you've got more weight basically moving forward on the bike and practice by going faster and faster or by stopping quicker and quicker. You kind of want to progressively do both of those if you can. And what you want to do is also transfer your weight. If you were to sit perfectly upright on your bicycle and slam the front brakes, on pavement or something that has a lot of traction, could you flip yourself over the front of the bike? Possibly, not too likely. Like I said, on an e-bike, especially if you've got like a hub motor in the back, you've got a battery, that's a lot of weight to actually pivot over the front wheel. You'd have to be going really fast and have a lot of traction to actually successfully do that. I feel like you'd actually have to try. Now, downhill If you're going downhill, it's obviously your weight is already shifted forward more. This is more likely a scenario that could happen. But the more that you practice this, the more you're going to know where that balance point is, how much pressure you can really put on that front brake. So that if one day there comes a time when you're going down a hill and let's say you're going on a trail and you come around a turn and there's a tree falling across the trail or there's somebody walking their dog coming up the trail, you can stop very quickly and safely because you know how to properly use both your front and rear brakes whereas if you just use the rear it's going to lock up you're going to slide to a stop and you will stop eventually but it's not going to be nearly as effective or nearly as fast as if you're using both brakes so i don't want you to be afraid of using the front brake and i feel like the easiest way to kick that fear is to use solely the front brake and practice with it so again flat surface And you wanna stop as quickly as possible. As you start getting faster and faster, there's gonna be a point where you're gonna probably have to get off the saddle. So you actually have to shift your body weight behind the saddle so you can stop faster. At some point, that front wheel is gonna start to skid and slip a little bit, but you gotta find that balance point where you can slow down the front wheel without it sliding around, without it slipping. Uh, And this is definitely something I should make a video about because seeing it obviously would be great, but you can do this on your own, you know, even without seeing, I think just describing this, you want to stop as quickly as you can using only your front brake without the front tire breaking loose and losing traction. And then once you've kind of mastered that and you feel like you can stop on a dime with just your front brake, then you can add the rear brake back in, kind of repeat that whole process. And I think you'll find that you can actually stop much, much faster than you thought was possible. This is something we did when I was in high school on the mountain biking team. Even though we were doing a lot of trail riding, you're trying to get in shape. Every once in a while, we would just have these little, call it a clinic if you want, but basically this time where we would get together in a group and we would just practice a skill. And this is one of them that we would do that I found was extremely useful and really changed my perspective on how to stop as quickly as possible. And so to this day, I tend to use much more of my front brake. Uh, If I want to stop quickly, I'm more likely to use it. But I know that I can shift my weight back. I can use a little bit of rear brake and I can come to a nice complete stop very, very quickly. And this translates well to other things like motorcycles. And there might be some other interesting fast things uh, we have here soon at Area 13 that I want to show off. But that's a podcast for (laughs) another time. But that is number one, improve your braking. And particularly, don't be afraid to use that front brake. It's there for a reason. You need to really, I think, get good at it. Like I said, practice it. And I think you'll be surprised that doing something like that is actually a lot of fun. (laughs) I feel like doing these simple little exercises is sometimes just as much fun as going out for a long ride. And it's going to make you a better rider on those long rides as well. Again, that's number one. Use that front brake. Number two, again, these are all skills that kind of work together, is balance. And this is something that once you have that front braking down, it's kind of fun to do. But balancing on your bike is really, really useful because if you can balance while stopped, Then let's say you're climbing up a hill that's really steep and you're having to go slow. You don't feel like you're swerving side to side a bunch or like you're going to fall over. You can nice and steady climb that hill. Or there's some sort of obstacle in front of you. Maybe there's a narrow trail. Maybe there's a bridge you're crossing, whether it's on a trail or it's in the city. And there's somebody walking slowly in front of you, but there's not enough room to pass. Uh, And your two options would be normally to either stop, get off the bike, and walk, or you're trying to do, again, this awkward thing where you're kind of swerving back and forth and trying to go slow, uh, but you're kind of on the verge of falling over or not. So I think if you can stop completely, 100%, fully stopped, not rolling whatsoever, and balance on the bike, a great skill to have. The more you practice this, again, the more confident you're going to feel when you're out riding in different terrain or you're, you're in a situation where you have to go very slow. And I find that the easiest way to start doing this is to use your front brake. I feel like when you stand up on the pedals and use a, a good amount of front brake and kind of firmly stop with just that front brake, it kind of does something with your balance to get you started that makes it, in my opinion, easier. To sit on the saddle and stay balanced would be a very good trick. I find that's very difficult <laughs> to do. If you are standing up off the saddle, your weight shifted forward a bit, got your hands on the brakes, and and you can kind of let the brakes loose to let yourself roll a tiny bit here or there if you need to. But if you're off the saddle, you have your whole body that you can move left or right to stay upright. Whenever I practice this, it's at stop signs or signals. So if I'm riding through town and I come to a red light, I always try and stop, balance on the bike, and see if I can make it till the light turns green. And odds are you will not be able to do this at first. If you've never tried this, you're going to be like, oh, this seems impossible that I could balance for you know even 10 seconds, let alone you know a minute or two through a stoplight but I promise it's a ton of fun. It adds a a unique challenge to your riding and it's going to improve your confidence when you're going over obstacles or riding slowly. And again, front brake, come to a nice firm stop, stand up on the pedals before you come to the stop and use your weight to kind of shift it around. You can use your handlebars. You can steer right and left. You know, if you find yourself about to fall over one direction, you can actually find that if you Move your front wheel around. You can kind of shift your balance around. It's a fun little thing. It will make you, again, a more confident, more well rounded (laughs) bike rider overall. And this is something that can be done on any e bike. I find that fat bikes actually work easier than most other bikes. Even if they seem big and heavy, the wide tires actually work really well for this. And if it's something you want to practice at home, you could let a little pressure out of your tires. That makes it even easier still. So you could start on a fat bike with low tire pressure, pump the pressure back up to normal riding pressure that you go with, you know, then you could go to a skinnier tire bike if you wanted to, all the way up to, you know, something like a road bike where it's the most challenging. But I think lots and lots of people have fat tire electric bikes, great starting point, something you can do on any electric bike. All of these things are things you can do on any electric bike, doesn't matter what it is. So again, use that front brake balance side to side, that's what we're talking about right now while stopped. And then the third thing kind of goes with those as well, which is balance but front to back. I'm not talking about riding wheelie. I'm not talking about doing a a stoppy, which is where you hit the front brake hard enough you actually shift your weight forward on purpose to get your bike up on the front wheel and then balance there. We're not doing anything complicated like that, but I'm just talking about Getting used to standing up, getting off the saddle, and shifting your weight forward or backwards as needed. So, why would you need to do that? Well, obviously, we just talked about one scenario, which is braking. Let's say you're going down a hill, that scenario I used. You come around a turn, and for some reason, you have to stop. The quickest way for you to stop is going to be to use a lot of front brake an appropriate amount of rear brake, which you're going to have to practice to get that down. And then to make sure that your weight is not shifted too far forward over the front wheel. Think about it this way. You've got two tires, right? Does it make sense that you would stop faster if all of your pressures on one tire or the other or balanced? Ideally, you want it to be balanced between the two. So if you're braking hard with that front brake, you've got a lot of pressure going into that front tire. That's helping you stop it's natural physics that works that way. But if you do too much forward pressure, you're just sitting on the saddle doing that, that rear tire isn't going to be on the ground very much. And it could lose traction or it's just not helping you stop very well. So you want to get back again off the saddle, off the rear of the bike, and that's going to help you slow down. So that's one scenario. There are also times where you might be riding a maybe a new mountain bike trail or something, and there's a kind of a little bit of a drop-off, not to the point where you're going to take a jump or go airborne, but maybe there's just a trail that drops rather steeply or abruptly. Or maybe it's not a trail. Maybe it's just a transition from one road surface or intersection to another, and it drops rather steeply where a bicycle goes compared to where the cars go. These are things we come across on a daily basis if you're out riding enough. It feels like you're going to fall over the front of the bike if you just sit on the saddle and go down a steep incline from a flat surface. But if you get yourself back behind the saddle, shift your weight back, then you can fly down these little downhill sections like this with ease, and you're gonna feel very balanced on the bike front to rear. So I highly recommend finding a spot to even try this. Find something that just goes steep rather quickly. Again, a video is gonna really help, (laughs) and I think that's something that we'll work on. But again, these are things, go find a spot, try it. You've probably come across something that you're like, oh, that's really steep. I don't want to try going down that. But if you get the weight position correctly, it's actually quite easy. The other way you want to shift your weight is forward. And that would be climbing a hill. So let's say you're going up a dirt or gravel road, say it's a fire road. And you're climbing uphill. You've got an e-bike. There's a good chance there's hills. And there's a good chance that's a reason you bought an e-bike to begin with is to go up hills. So I don't want you to be afraid of uh, steep hills because whatever bike you've got, it's capable of climbing them more than just a person alone without a motor. And of course, some bikes, if you've got a mid-drive or something like that, they can climb hills really, really well. You can go up some really steep trails or roads that might not even be possible for you otherwise. Now, in this case, if you are sitting on the saddle, then your weight is going to be shifted further back. You're going to have a lot more weight on the rear tire and your steering might feel kind of light. And what I mean by that is that your front tire really doesn't have a lot of traction. There's not a lot of weight sitting on it and it might feel loose. If it's gravel, it might feel like it wants to to wash out or slip or something. And obviously, you don't want that. So the way to counteract that, uh, there's a couple things you can do. You can just stay seated on the saddle, but lean your body forward. Get your elbows nice and tight, a tight bend on them. Basically, get your head closer to the handlebars. Lean forward to move some of your weight so you can be better balanced, again, on your two wheels. The Other way you can do it is actually stand up and shift your entire body forward, and then you can really get a good balance between your front and rear wheels. And that's something that's going to take a little bit of practice again, because you don't want to shift too far forward, because then you might lose traction on your rear wheel, depending on what the surface is. And then you're going to be slipping trying to get up a hill, but there is a balance there. And I feel like when you go mountain biking and you go up and down trails, and you're constantly having to shift your weight forwards and backwards to compensate to make it on certain trails, you just feel much more confident on the road. When you hit a speed bump, it just feels very natural to move your body forward or backwards to counteract whatever that speed bump is doing. Whether it's a sharp little stumpy thing that jars you if you just (laughs) stay on the saddle, or if it's one of those thing that's like feels like it's five feet long and you just roll over it. In either case, you're going to feel much more comfortable going over obstacles, maybe riding up or down a curb from a sidewalk or a cross street of some sort. There's just so many different scenarios where you're going to feel, again, more confident, more comfortable at riding. And this is going to be for a different topic, but I'm just going to mention that We have again been working on our trail around the shop here because I feel like making everyone here at the shop a more comfortable, confident rider is something that definitely we all want to do here at Area 13. Everybody likes riding bikes around here. And so we've been purposefully building a trail that has challenging sections and obstacles that force us to slow down and balance or practice with our front brake or Get off the back of the saddle, shift our weight way backwards and go down a, a small steep hill because all those things are just going to make riding more fun for all of us. And again, at the end of the day, it makes you more safe. So even if you are not a mountain biker, these are skills that you can use for riding on the road. So go practice these next time you go for a ride, use that front brake, get comfortable with it, practice doing, they call it a track stand. You, If you want to look up a video of somebody doing this, it's where you can You can balance on two wheels. They call it a track stand because there's indoor cycling, racing, where it's faster if you can basically balance at the beginning of the race, and then you're immediately ready for that first pedal stroke to get going. Well, that's just a tidbit of information for you, I guess. But you can look that up, track stand on a bicycle, uh, and there's probably more tips that you can watch and kind of see how people practice that and what they do. And then get off the saddle. Move your body forwards, backwards. Get better with your balance. Again, it's just going to make you a a better rider, safer rider. And I think the combination of those things is just going to make you have more fun on your electric bike. Thanks again for listening. I hope you have fun with those three things. Go try them. Send us an email if you did any of those. Even better yet, send us a video before and after. I think that would be awesome to see. We should do that with somebody here. We're going to practice, you know, before your skills, and then we're going to See how you improve and see after. I'd love to see that from some of you guys. Uh, If you're new to the podcast, make sure to go check out uh, our website, area13ebikes.com. We have electric bikes for sale. We have upgrades such as better brakes, better performance if you've got a rad power bike. We have upgraded controllers, batteries, but we also have our own line of just awesome electric bikes, anything from small fat tire folding bikes up to full suspension carbon fiber mountain bikes, but only electric. That's all we do here at Area 13. And if you want to be on our email newsletter for the podcast, you can find that by going to ebikepodcast.com. Thanks again. Uh, We are signing off and I will talk to you guys another Tuesday.